in the motherfucking suburbs with it. Rah, bing, bow, bah. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on? Prepare yourself for some ignorant shit, nigga. Living like kings. Yeah. Double dose, marble flows, naked hoes around me. Chilling in the VIP, sipping Chris is where you find me. Living luxury, barely sees no double G. Millionaire dreams, no connections with the D's. Without a record deal, I still get it in advance. Man with the plans, got the world in my hands. Links in Kuwait, got links in Pakistan. You boys don't understand, virtual reality caravan. When, when I'm in your spot, I'm bagging all of the hoes. Designer on the web, becoming the choose of votes. Bags and bales. Cause bitch, we 
bitch, we get in the smell. I'm making sales on sales while I'm twisting the L. Uh, I hope these niggas don't tell. Battery acid in the linen closet, right where the towels go. And you will laugh if I told you where them pounds go. Bow sale, I'ma bust that bitch around folks. See belts blinkers, my daddy taught a nigga dry slow. Peep the scene so you make the transaction. Real nigga to the court, oh y'all thought we was rapping. High school back, hallway, me and GK trapping. Service Sally 2 for 8, you don't believe me to act. Mind frame of a B.O. Gates, I'm trying to get paid He trying to get laid, I quit to tell that bitch wait They say the D too hot, we sell it in another state Let's hit the telly at 10, but we was out by 8 On 75 North, need I say more? Froze up, proed up, we out of rose, go get some more See, that's a victory drink, I need a victory treat Layman turns a freak bitch up at the embassy suite We got bands and scales, bags and bells Cause bitch, we getting this mail I'm making sales off sales while I'm twisting the L Hope these neighbors don't tell We got bands and scales Bags and bells Cause bitch we getting this mail I'm making sales on sales While I'm twisting the L uh, I hope these niggas don't tell uh, What can I say Even the realest niggas got play What can I say Even the realest niggas quote play Been on that get money Sisters back in 08 Hit the east with it Got respect from the whole K You ain't really on the block Pitching cold gate Hitting the Z to holler at them About them whole things Quit lying nigga You don't really hold trace I got some hot Niggas turn your life into a cold case Welcome to a brand new episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. This is episode, goddamn, 13? Yeah, we gonna say it's episode 13. Um, I'm your host, McFly. You can find me at Prince underscore McFly. Drop the Y at the EI. You can also find us at theburbsnetwork.com, which is under construction right now, but you can still listen to shit on there. You can also find us on social media. At um, the Burbs Network And you can find us on your favorite podcast streaming service At the Burbs Network Shout out to everybody who listened to the mental health episode And if you haven't listened to it Go listen to it It's one of my favorite episodes I've recorded So yeah We got a special guest in the building today My homie, Dana What's up y'all? How's this it going? Not your first time on the network No, not at all, not at all Been here a few times, right? Oh yeah, lurking But yeah, I'm, I've always been here How's life, man? Life is good. Like, cannot complain. Um, getting booked for a lot of things, even in the midst of Corona. Um, about to wrap up a coding boot camp. Um, still doing nerdy shit. Still collecting shoes and trying not to get on the couch. So I'm doing pretty good. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know, just trying to be a good boy. Listen, man, living life one day at a time, bro. That's right. So we was um, before the mics got hot. We was having a conversation about. Um, Asian people, I guess they're having their um their tough times right now right, right. with uh, racism and stuff like that. But like I was saying, like you know, in a couple more months, it's just gonna point right back to niggas. Oh yeah, and it's gonna be like, hey, yeah, back to his natural order. America cannot exist without hating the black man. So. Listen, after nine eleven, um, it it was hot for Arabic people. Oh yeah, 
And then they was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. what are we doing? Right. DJ Khaled got his own Nike now. So it's like, hey. <laughs> what you niggas over there doing? Right. Back to us. <laughs> you, you were complicit with bombing that building, weren't you? No, 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 what no. you doing? You, you selling CDs? CD. Come on. Come here, come here, mister. So, yeah, it's just like one of those things like, I understand y'all going through a tough period, but y'all good. Oh, yeah. No, seriously. Especially when you labeled the model minority. I mean, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, every episode I like to say, this is not an interview. This yep. is me having a conversation with my friends. Yep. So, always the first question I like to ask my people is, who is Danan? Who is Danan? Um, Danan is a Northside Pontiac photographer. Uh, creative director, um, you know, Nike, old school Nike baseball, football, shoe loyalist, um, and just overall, you know, kind of try to be a good dude. That's who I am. Um, I just try to be available for people and, you know, try to make shit happen when I can, so. That's real. That's all I am. Speaking of being a, a you know old school Nike football baseball shoe you know loyalties, Griffey's bro three hundred dollars. Um, yeah. See, that's why I had to drive all the way to fucking um, Battle Creek to get mine. Like I, I actually really I had me and my wife go through a little snowstorm mm-hmm. to go pick them up from JD Sports in Battle Creek because I'm not paying resale price for a childhood idol shoe. I can't do it. Bro, like when I saw that, so I think I passed on the Griffey ones. Okay. Due to um, I don't know, probably some bullshit. Uh, I got the Carmines. That's what happened. Okay, that that's so I had to make a you know decision. That's that's good. Niggas not rich, so I couldn't get both of them. So I ended up getting the Carmines. Not rich yet. (laughs) Exactly. Yet. Yet. (laughs) Exactly. So, but like they sold out instantly on our site. Damn. Instantly, like. Nigga, the Griffey sold out at Burn Rubber instantly. Instantly, the fuck going? Okay, and I've seen this two different times at Burn Rubber since I've been employed there. The infrared nineties, the um, just regular Air Max ninety infrareds, the regular infrareds, and I'm talking about a crazy amount. What gone? Like it was one of those things where I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm for sure getting them '90s." Right. But they'll be here when I get here in the morning. When I got there in the morning, we were sold out. The fuck going on? Just bro? online, and the Griffies, and they sold out instantly. I, niggas only know who King Griffey Jr. is. Like, <laughs> like I mean, not the be. I know we do, but like, I mean, fundamentally, like uh, infrared '90 maybe because that's like the OG colorway of a shoe. Like a, a shoe that everybody wears, but like King Griffey Jr., that's my idol. That's your idol. I mean, growing up as mm-hmm. black black boys in the nineties, seeing that nigga just hitting home yeah. runs all day. Yeah, that that shoe mean a lot to people like mm-hmm. us. But if I see somebody born in the year two thousand with a pair of Griffies, I'm gonna be like, hey bro. Bro, the bitch is gone. Like, like that. that. That's crazy. And what's so crazy about the nineties is uh the Air Max nineties that sold out instantly. The other two colorways mm-hmm. that we that was an OG colorway, right? I think it was the blue and the lime ones, right? Uh, it was the the blue ones, right? And then it was the I think they was like pink. Oh, and pink blue. and blue, yeah, yep. ultramarine, yeah, yep. Didn't do nothing. 
See what I mean? We have 30 pair at Bar Rubber right now, the pink and blues. Just well, sitting I'll, there. I'll get me a pair of <laughs> <laughs> Just sit. Nobody is. They refuse to touch them. That's fucking weird, man. Listen, man. Being a sneakerhead in 2000, in what year is it? 2021? Yep. It's a weird time. Because it's it's kind of a good time, but it's also a lot of bullshit. Too much. Like, that's kind of like, as you say that, you know, remember the Nike ISPA hookup, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember when those first dropped, I mean, all like all the shoes, I think I wanted the overreacts. When that shoe dropped, it was about like two, 225 or whatever. I know it's above $180 for mm-hmm. a shoe. I went on GOAT the other day. I literally found in a nine and a half, that same $200 shoe for $75. And it's like, I remember, but the day I wanted them on the sneakers app, they were gone. Gone. So it's like one of them weird things where it's like, are people only buying product to flip at this point? Or are they actually buying it because they're like true fans of like a certain shoe or anything like that? Honestly, the resale game, excuse me, the resale game is so crazy right now. And that's me knowing from mm-hmm. like an inside perspective. Right. A lot of people really, like, I know people who, yes, I have to have that shoe for my personal, but a lot of people, it's just resale, bro. Damn. I have to get this shoe off. See, and I feel complicit in that because I remember back in the day when we were younger, I used to always go to, like, Athlete's Foots Mm -hmm. all around Metro Detroit. And it'd be cool to go there because they always had old inventory. Mm-hmm. But I'll take that same product and flip it at Revive. Yeah. Knowing that, you know, I got dunk mids, like, you know, or I'm getting some kind of old-ass pair of Zoom Turf 96s or some shit that Barry mm-hmm. Sanders wore to flip. It was like, it was always me thinking of, like, how to make money then. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel bad now because I'm so far away from that, where I'm like, I want to just collect. Yeah. Where I'm, like, kind of criticizing the hustle from the youth, but it's like, when I was younger, I was doing that too. Yeah. So, but it was on the way, but I wasn't doing new releases, though. It was more like old shit. Because back then, it's like, if you wanted old sneakers, like, we bought old sneakers instead of new sneakers for mm-hmm. more, so. So, it's weird now. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And li- the the questions I get from being right. a person that work at Brian Rubber, right. it's, it's wild. Like, random. Like, bro, are you the feds? Right, I've yeah. literally had people like, yo, y'all back door there? What? I have no clue who you is, bro. R- yeah. No. <laughs> no. What? Like, <laughs> like I- bro, the, que- the type of question, like, people will come in there and ask, how many we got? All the- Can I buy it? all of them? Like, bro, no. No. That's not what we do here. Sounds just like the post. 100%. Like the fans. Yeah. It's, bro, on the day. And you get, now, you get a lot of people calling and asking about, um, they're trying to sell their shoes. So they're trying to take their inventory and sell at Burn Rubber. It's like, bro, we're a retail store. We don't buy shoes. Right. We we get about 10, 10 to 20 calls a day about people just selling. Oh, my God. Y'all buy shoes? No. No, like that's your fault for buying them in bulk. Like mm-hmm. bad forecasting. Yeah. So now you got to sit with that shit, just like all them niggas with them PlayStations. Mm-hmm. Gonna have to sit with it. Cause I'm, I'm still hurt. I still ain't get my PlayStation Five. My wife, my wife, about to really kick me out for not getting her a PS Five. Cause she the gamer. I'm not. So it's like, hey, like <laughs> fuck y'all niggas. <laughs> like I'm not paying a G for no damn game yeah. system. Listen, man. I've, yeah, I've seen some crazy things, you know, working at Burn Rubber, bro. Uh, the casual buyer is different now. Hmm. If if they walk in that store and they don't see no no Jordan ones and no Yeezys on the shelf, oh, we out. 
See, I guess I'm the weird nigga. So when I go in there, Alex and Alex and will probably be looking at me like, oh shit, Dana's looking at those Pharrells over there, mm-hmm. them all black Pharrells. Like I'm literally like I'm a sneaker nigga. So mm-hmm. it's like I don't care what shoe it is. hundred percent. If it look nice and it's in my budget, I'm gonna buy. Like I don't need the hypeness in the shoe for me to be like, oh yeah, I need them bitches. See, and I think that that's like the real issue is that we at a point now where people they don't get dressed for themselves no more. They don't think for themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't even I don't even know if they even like themselves. So it's like anything that they doing right now, just in a weird way, it's like they have to kind of like, I don't know. It's like they got a, it's like a, I don't know. It's like a popularity contest, I guess. They're trying to fit in. They're mm-hmm. trying to understand. But I don't know. It's really weird because like everybody now look the same. No matter yeah. what weight they in, everybody got the same V-Lone shirt, Bru- same oh expensive God. denim that, that that's made poorly, and then some kind of Jordan or Yeezy. Bro, I- if another nigga asks me, do we sell V-Lone? No. Bro, this summer, that's all we got. Is Y'all got V-Lone here? Jeez. Bro, like, no. We don't got V-Lone Yeah, here. I'm sorry. We don't, no, like, no, no sexual assault wear. Like, <laughs> what you, what you, and then they hit you, what y'all got? Nigga, we got This Is Never That. That's like the Korean, you know, Supreme. Yeah. We got Korean, like, what? <laughs> Fuck you mean? We got Rocket. What's Rocket? Rocket, what the, what? Nah, they they really don't. You feel like, what I'm saying? It's just like, man, it's a, it's a different, it's different. See, and that's that's one of the things I miss, man. Cause like even it was even like a few years ago, probably like five years, probably like five years leading up to now, like when Supreme kind of went through that weird explosion, mm-hmm. where like it was hard for me to just go on the website and get shit. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was younger, I could just roll over. Hit my link, supremenewyork.com, shop, slash all. Look at everything, add to the cart, and just buy it. Like, for them five years, it was a fucking desert for me. And I was still getting shit, but it was just limited because it's like, I guess people told, somebody told people to wear Supreme. Mm -hmm. And, like, nowadays it's like, trends don't even really be trends. It's like, niggas just get told to do shit. Yeah. They just do it. 100%. Like, nobody asks why. Nobody be like, but I like this. It's like, okay, I'm going to do it. It's kind of it, weird. It's like dunks becoming hot again. It's because of Travis Scott. And that's so weird to me because he's so far removed from a Nike dunk. Like, the nigga got fresh in St. <laughs> Laurent sneakers. Like, what is going on here? Yeah, like, it, it's a, a random picture of Travis Scott wearing some dunks. Got that, that shit back. And that's all it took. Because like, dunks, SBs were dead. Nigga, I'm, my name is Dunk Kid. And it's like, I remember being told when we were younger, bro, like, niggas was like, you're wearing fake Jordans. These or are fake forces. Fake, fake forces. These are, like, these are cheap. These mm-hmm. are dumb. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, bro, this is the takedown model to Jordan 1. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm fake. I'm like, this is not fake. It's made by Nike. What? Yeah, see... I was a special ed, so the niggas I dealt with, you know, <laughs> like, I, I was the only rational nigga. I just had a speech impediment growing up, so everybody else was actually slow. I was just, I just couldn't talk right. But, yeah. like, yeah, it, absurd. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. Very crazy. So, I mean, to see where we at now where you seeing, like, uh, the Newcastle Dunk Lows. I mean, when they came out, I mean, they, they kind of, they not even kind of, they were at outlets. But to see a shoe like that being sold for like four fifty to five hundred dollars because they're trying to uphold it as like a Heineken years later, mm-hmm. it's fucking corny. Cause I mean, I mean, keep that same energy when that shit was sitting on the shit. Even like the day I sold the Dunk Highs, 
when the Dunk Highs came out, I remember those went to outlets. Yeah. Those weren't popping because niggas wanted the lows when they came out originally, mm-hmm. like the pink boxes. When them shits came out in that black and uh, purple box, niggas did not care. Oh. But now, when I check on my Instagram every day, when I'm just going in there looking at pictures, I always see like a sneaker or two here, but somebody selling some weak shit for three hundred plus dollars. Bro, when we when Burn Rubber got the states oh, and the Michigans, oh god, we had hundred fifty pair each. Nike was basically like, listen, um, wrote, pitched something to him. They was like, listen, this is y'all shot. Do what y'all do. Bro, those two, because they came out separately. Right. Those two separate days was the craziest of niggas acting like. Uh, Me included. <laughs> I was uh, not acting right. Niggas wanting to fight. Yep. Um, niggas actually fought outside of burn rubber for the Michigans. Okay, I wasn't there. Great. <laughs> Jeez. Jesus. They fought for the Michigans? Fought over the Michigans. Damn. For a fucking not even a size. Like a seven. Oh god. Um nigga, it, it but it's just wild. I know for a fact a white man called us a nigger when he walked outside that door because he was heated. Cause basically what we was doing was like Nike told us the day before, like, yo, y'all can't do stand up outline. Y'all can't stand out line outside for them. Right. So like, oh shit, we gotta do raffle for them. Mm-hmm. So raffling off 150 pair of shoes is wild. Right. So what we was doing was, okay, we raffle them off. You have to pay that night. Okay. To get the shoe. Right. We assume you to pay PayPal invoice. You pay for them, you come in and pick up the shoe. I guess some people didn't, you know, read fully the email or whatever. I was thinking they just come in and pick up the shoe. And we like, bro, your shoe gone, huh? See, you're right, because you had to pay when yeah. that shit came to you. You had so, to pay by 8 a.m. Fuck. So, niggas. Damn, I wish I got that rap. <laughs> like, I wish I got it. Damn. Bro, it, it was crazy. I'm I, I'm so sorry. That, that That's why Ro was, had that energy then. I'm like, what's going on for bro to be acting like this right now? And I'm like, okay. Like. So, Working there now, how like me being there for how long I've been there right now, right? And going through hype release, I understand why Ro be like, "Listen, I'm turning my phone off. Mm-hmm. Talk to them niggas. <laughs> Could I, right. talk, that's, talk to them niggas. That's tiring, bro. It has I'm, to be tiring. I'm out, but I understand it. Yep. Because if I got hundreds of texts of niggas asking me about a fucking shoot, it's like, bro, and it ain't like Ro don't know nobody, like. Everybody knows, bro. So, hundreds, of thousands of niggas know this nigga. So, and I'm pretty sure it's out of state niggas. Like, hey, like, so. And, and you know what? And you know what I hate a lot of times is, listen. If you want the shoe, tell me that. Right. Like, I, like I tell people, I will see what I could do. All I can guarantee is my shoe. Yep. But I can see what I could do. I'm a real nigga. But don't hit me with a bullshit type of conversation. See, thank you. Like the awkward. So, how you doing, bro? Damn, bro, you, I haven't talked to you in a minute. That, how the family? Like, bro, text up? me like, hey, can you get me this shoe? I got two answers for you. Yeah, yeah or no? And then you got to deal with that. You, you can't. There's no wiggle room in the yes or no. So it's like, hey, come with it, come correct, yeah. and then keep it moving. It's like, don't be acting weird. Like you know, like we really chill or hang out or anything like that. Like you know, just to get a fucking shoe. Yeah, man, like, that's very weird. Yeah, so going through it, it's a weird phase of being a sneakerhead, man. Yeah, it's it's tiring. Like I'm, like I'm slowly becoming uh, 
like my wife say, like I'm slowly turning into like a Larry David of sorts when it comes to shoes. Like, like I mean, I'm I'm kind of a sneaker tester for New Balance, mm-hmm. so like often I get tons of fucking shit from New Balance. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really show all the time, but I get a lot of product from them, and mm-hmm. I get to wear it and test it and send it back or keep. So right now, my whole life is done shifted to where like if I'm paying one seventy five two hundred for a shoe. I kind of want to make sure my feet is all right. Mm-hmm. So I'm more into 993s, 992s, 990s, you know, maybe a 574 here or there. But, yeah, man, like, I'm I'm jaded right now. And this kind of sucks. It sucks because yeah. of resale. Like, I be, uh, listen, I'm not about to give y'all $250 and these bitches hurt. Oh, my God. Like, or even just, like, quality issues. Like, <laughs> I mean, not just the Carmine Sixes, but it's just been a few releases where no, no, it was bad for the Carmines. Yeah, like I mean, what was it? It was a pair of threes that came out, and the tumbled leather was off on each shoe. Um, recently that came out, it wasn't a um, it was like a retro, it was like a retro colorway that came out recently, and the leathers were different on each shoe. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, niggas really about to go crazy for these. Like, they're going to buy this, and they're going to get shoes with different materials on each shoe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, I can't sit here and just blame Nike. But, like, you know, this is the factory fault. But also, too, Nike just trying to get that quick buck right now. Yeah. And, you know, I'm trying to think, like, what they're going to do in the future once athletic shoes turn from being with athletes and is now being housed by, like, designers or um entertainers or mm-hmm. things like that because if nike understand they biggest releases them came from people that's either some creative or some kind of like music industry person yeah but then you look at you flip that on the head and you look at somebody like adidas they kind of well equipped to go into this next phase because i mean hell you got for the women with ivy park mm-hmm. got pharrell for everybody with his human race stuff mm-hmm. Yeezy is going to, Kanye is going to forever do everything with Yeezy because mm-hmm. niggas can get product with that line. Yeah. And now you got Jerry Lorenzo, who did a dope-ass collection with Nike, is now about to take all that sauce into, you know, whatever he going to do. But then also now he's the head of the basketball division. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to get that take of, a, of that Fear of God's shoe or even, I think he designed the Yeezy 750s, I think. Mm-hmm. He's going to take that type of silhouette now as a performance shoe. And put it and, and put it in the masses. So now we're gonna hit that point where it's like you can have a a, a casual performance basketball shoe again. Mm-hmm. And if Adidas figure that out before Nike figures it out, because I'm wearing these ugly ass LeBrons right now, mm-hmm. love these shoes. But like Dom said, I cannot wear these in the club. Yeah, I cannot fucking get off with these in the club. The last bronze you could really wear was the like the nine, the nine. Yeah, like that looked like a, a shoe you can wear. Yeah. All that other shit is too tech. It's too mm-hmm. much tech going on. It's bulky. It's, it... Yeah, man. Like, so, I mean, and I love basketball shoes, mm-hmm. but no, I can't get, I can't get off of these. Things. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if, if Nike going to have to stay around longer, they got to figure that out quick. Cause yeah. they, they getting too far into tech and not getting far into like actual like design and things like that. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, Nike don't have to do much. They got everything. Yeah. Like, I mean, shit, Nike zoom. Like, if you're a hooper or whatever you're doing, Nike Zoom is going to forever be great. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, if Adidas figures something out with the Boost and all that other shit, like, Boost is amazing. Mm-hmm. And if you put in a shoe that look good, like a Yeezy, we know that, you know, you can get a fit off. But yeah. imagine if you can now hoop in that. Yeah. Or if you can run in it. Or, you know, kind of like how Air Max 90 was and things mm-hmm. like that. They are going to be doing that for the future. So, 
Yeah, Nike got some problems. They don't figure them out quick. They don't drop too many people. I think Nike is kind of sitting back like, all right, our back catalog is good. Yeah. Our back catalog is good. You know, we, we have space. Right. But, like you say, too many niggas get over on the other side. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like what you, uh, like with the, say, like a James Harden new shoe. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that the guy who did the Kobe uh, 10 or 11 mm-hmm. is now designing James Harden shoes. Okay. The new James Harden shoe looks Kobe-esque. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like a Kobe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Still kind of futuristic, whatever, but yeah. it don't look as terrible as some of these other shoes that yeah. Nike making. So, I mean, because, I mean, KD shoe. Terrible. They look terrible. That like literally. They've been terrible for about, bro, since what, the six? Yeah, the six. The six was amazing looking. These other ones? Ever since the six, it's been downhill for KD. I'm not buying no Greek freaks. Oh, God. The only ones, the only ones I got was a 2K exclusive. <laughs> and I found them at Burlington for $40. So, I had to get them. So. Yeah. Uh, Greek freaks. uh I, I fuck with Kyrie's. The Kyrie six look like a Yeezy, so I bought a pair of the purple ones, mm-hmm. the purple and red ones. But I'm not wearing them. Like that's like I'm going to Eastern Market with my wife. To yeah, get some, it, it's some like like we said, it's not a a transition shoe. Nah. It's either I'm hooping in that bitch or I got shit like sweats or something. Yeah. On. Right, literally, I'm not getting a fit off in no Kyrie's. Not at all. Bronze, like we said, Mm-mm. since the nine, it haven't been a shoe. So like you know, the only shoe I've seen. The Westbrooks did good. Yeah. yeah the Westbrooks look. Would you, which ones you think about? The two, like the threes or the fours? The last one they dropped. Okay, the three. Yeah. The Westbrook three, silhouette-wise, it looks really good. Like mm-hmm. structure, everything. Like that look like something that you can yeah. wear. So that's one where I've seen uh, literally not sell out instantly, mm-hmm. but sell over time right. to the point where we got a, another shipment of them. And those so good. Oh damn! We got like two, three, two, two pair left or some shit like that. Oh fuck! Because people come in and they see that shoe, they be like, "Oh, what's these? These Westbrooks? Put them on. These bitches comfortable." See, you feel what I'm saying? The Hardens ain't. <laughs> I never tried a pair of Hardens. Now, when I you gotta get for me, I still got the Harden twos. Actually, I got the Harden two, threes, and fours. We just got the new ones. The new ones at the store. So what? What's that? That's the six. The six. So yeah, I didn't try the fives. So yeah, no. Wait, Damn, no, we've been with Adidas for six years, bro. I got so many fucking shoes, bro. Like, like when I say yeah. I got like for hooping, I got like when it come to Puma, like the Puma hoop shit. Because mm-hmm. them motherfuckers now that's a brand that really don't figured out how to make shit that mm-hmm. look good and you can hoop in. Mm-hmm. I got all of the Clyde Hardwood collection. I got the Hardwoods. I got the Uproars. I got. All of the fucking Puma hoop shoes. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know why. Like they make them. They make them like Kobe's. For me, that's like a perfect shoe to hoop in. Okay. Like I said, I'm not the biggest Kobe fan, mm-hmm. but like his shoes, it just worked for my feet. It's like imagine if it was a Kobe with a little stiff, a bit stiff cushion. Okay. So like all I do is swap the insoles out, put them on. They good to go. But like when it comes to it, like for Puma, yeah. For Adidas. Yeah, because, like, the boost is amazing. Mm-hmm. And for Puma, like, you, I could walk up the side of your fucking wall and them. That's how good the traction is. Okay. So, like, yeah, I've never got crossing a pair of fucking Pumas. So, I mean, you know, when it comes to that, like, yeah. But for Nike, here and there's. 
Like the Kyrie's are good, but mm-hmm. he ain't got no cushion in the heel. Uh, or like these LeBrons, they they got all the cushion in the world, but the traction a little off. Mm-hmm. So like Nike, they don't they don't like I guess it's on purpose to get niggas to buy more, but they always leave out things. And then they update the next model and then take something else out of that. Okay. So, like, yeah. But being on Adidas, like, yeah, I got a ton of hardness. Like, that's a good-ass shoe. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, at least. I mean, but them new ones, I'm a little iffy on. Okay. So. Yeah, we just got a shipment in, like, a few days ago. Hmm. I'm going to I'm have to check them out. Don't let my wife hear this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you get into shoe testing? So, long, long, not, not long story, but, like, in a in a TLDR, like too long didn't read. Was in college. Okay. Um, tried out for Michigan State basketball team. Received a band aid from coach uh coach Izzo. Okay. Band aid mean I got cut. So within that, I was able to get on a practice team. Okay. So practice for them a little bit. Um, met like with the uh met with a guy who was the uh, manager product manager for Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked to him a little bit. He had me test a couple pairs of shoes for the women's team. Cause he was like, "Oh, you were a nine, nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Our women's team, we got some elevens. I don't know. They're not gonna play in them yet. You should try them out for me. Let me know." Okay. Well, that guy ended up leaving and going to Nike. Okay. So I was able to kind of get shoes from him to test out. Mm-hmm. And then when he left Nike, he went to New Balance. Okay. So when he went to New Balance, I got in with him. You know, with that. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you know, it kind of opened me up to other brands. I don't met certain people when I worked at Pandora. One of my coworkers, mm-hmm. his his sister in law, was the product was like the product manager for like distribution in Puma. Okay. So was able to get in touch with her. So it was just one of the things where I'm like just lucky. Like I yeah. just fell in the lap of luck for all of these different shoe mm-hmm. contacts. But it's not for me to, like, I'm not like a person who get retros all the time. Yeah. I just get seated certain things here and there just to try out and get feedback on. That's it. So that's, that's still dope, though. Oh, yeah. Like I said, man, I don't have to be the richest person in the world. Oh, no. As long as I'm getting free shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can negotiate. Yes, free shit. We good. <laughs> like, hey, the check, look, I could get the money. Yeah. This shoe, though, yeah. 100%. So yeah, that's how it's been for like testing shoes. It, it's mm. always been like a work in progress type of thing. Like, okay. Um, primarily now, like after testing Kawhi Leonard shoe, that's another brand to look at that's gonna be kind of taking shit over. Mm. Um, New Balance, yeah. If New Balance can figure out their design, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a fucking wrap. Like for real, for real. Because they got it all. Like and, I mean, they cushioning all that. They just they implemented the running shit to basketball. Smart. Oh. But like I said, when that design catch up, mm-hmm. it's over. Like it's literally gonna be over because Kawhi shoes are ugly as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like they literally look like Skechers, Roblox, like Roblox bricks or something. Like mm-hmm. they, they weird looking, but yeah, but they comfortable. So I can't complain about that. So um, we've been sitting here talking about shoes for about thirty. Sorry, minutes. y'all. That's, that's a passion listen, of mine. Listen, like, <laughs> we've been talking about shoes. Listen, I love great sneaker conversations. Right. So what got you into shoes? You know, this is a good question. Um, I would have to say partially my pops, man. He okay. was he was like a, a huge sneaker person. Like my pops is a huge Adidas guy, and it, it's because of generation. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a Run DMC fan. All of that. He used to wear the Run DMC jackets. Mm-hmm. Always had the he had well specifically he wore shell toes, but these were shell toes from France. 
mm-hmm. he'll let you know like they used to be made in France. You had the blue box, well, whatever the fuck that meant. Yeah. So he had nothing but Adidas, and as I grew up and time went on, he used to always get me Jordans. So when you a kid, you growing up in the nineties, you notice this this nigga on TV every night doing great shit in the mm-hmm. shoe that you wearing. You start to being like, you know what? I like wearing this, and then it become a part of your identity. Okay. But I would have to say the shoe that really got me into like loving sneakers was in like what was that like ninety eight or ninety nine when Jet when um, Mike Bibby was at Arizona the phone posit and he was wearing them phones mm-hmm. I fucking not necessarily cried but like I begged I went I cut grass I I was trying to do everything I could to get a pair of phones mm-hmm. and I remember when I got my first pair of them royal and black phones it just changed mm-hmm. and I mean. Like, that shoe literally just kind of was like, this is it. And that's when I got bit by the bug. So everything after that, I just started going crazy with. Mm -hmm. I started paying attention to the East Bay more. Started, you know, trying to beg at, you know, athlete's foot. Trying to talk to Habib to get this for me on discount. Mm -hmm. You know, trying to make money. I even got my first job at the Boys and Girls Club at like 13 or 14 just to try to get shoes. So, yeah, it's it's been a long time for me loving shoes, so. So the first shoe that I seen, I was like, dog, I have to get this shoe. So I got an uncle. He like three or four years older than me. Okay, so he like cousin. <laughs> like an older cousin. So, dog, this nigga walked to my grandma's house with the uh, playoff eights on. Jesus Christ. And I was like, dog. That's a hard-ass shoe. I need that shoe, dog. Specifically that shoe. Young as hell. Like, I don't give a fuck. No. I need that shoe. So then that shit transitioned to the... Jordan 10. Hard ass. The, the OG, the like elephant. The steel? The steel colorway. Yeah. Um, this how this how old we are. Right. Uh, this is when Hudson's was open. Oh, God. Yep. Yep. And Hudson's, Hudson's shit. Uh, used to sell Jordans. Yep. And we went into Hudson's, and my mama got me a pair of Grand Hills, yes. but I wanted the, the steel 10s, and I cried. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nigga! I was so happy when I got my grand heel, bro. That nigga used to be at my barber shop. Straight up, I swear to God, he used to get his hair cut on Willie's at Willie's on the east side. Mm. So like, I remember when that nigga used to walk in, bro. Like you, like you was kind of like starstruck because you like I see this nigga dunk on mm-hmm. you know the Kimbe Matumbo, but then like he ain't here getting the lineup from your barber. It was like weird. And then next was the uh, the tempos with the air on the side, right? The black and white pair. I think that was like my first uh, shoe in the third grade or some shit like that. Uh, I think so. So then the first shoe I ever bought with my money was the last shot 14s. Oh, yeah. that's The OGs. Oh, yeah. So my little brother pops, uh, something happened to where my PlayStation got fucked up or that nigga stole that bitch or something. (laughs) So that nigga gave me... um, Tax time came around, and he gave me the money back. So this is uh, That's a lot of fucking money. PlayStation was a lot more than what what we think it is back then. So I'm like, all right, bet. Right. So we up at uh, my mama, me, him, and my mama up at Northland. They like Golden KB Toys, another story that y'all have never heard of, probably the right. younger <laughs> listeners. Went to KB Toys, and we about to go do something else. Yep. You're giving how old? I'm in the fifth grade. I don't know how old you are in the fifth grade. Like nine? Yeah, you about like ten. Nine or ten? Nine or ten? Yeah. You give a fucking ten year old what? Three hundred dollars? Three hundred dollars? It's fucking crazy. 
Very nigga, irresponsible. Like nigga, I walked, I took like a step in that bitch, and I turned around like, man, nigga. And I went to Foot Action, and I bought a pair of J's. And my mom was like, just know, I will never buy you another PlayStation ever again. And I was like, okay, All right, get these J's though. Like I still ended up with a PlayStation. <laughs> Finesse. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here! But right. once that happened, it was I need shoes. See, and that's and that's where it was, man. Like Christmas money, like my pops, he had literally like for Christmas time, he was never like a gift buyer. Mm-hmm. So with him, he'd just be like, "Here goes some money, go to the mall. I'll drop you off. Do what mm-hmm. you want to do." Literally, like for me, I was always like a bargain bin or garbage can kid. I always go into like places and find shit on sale. Mm-hmm. And it was just because I like to maximize my dollars. I yeah. always used to try to have as many shoes as opposed to just having just a few. Mm-hmm. And um, this was about like two thousand two. And at this time in Marshalls, like, they were wholesaling a lot of Nike SB product. Okay. So I remember, because I used to skateboard, too, when I was younger, so and did BMX. So at this time, I always needed skate shoes, because I always used to fly through on my, mm-hmm. my bands. And when Nike made them, they had these shoes called the URLs and the Zoom EQs. Um, these specific shoes, they was ugly as shit, but them Zoom EQs had rubber mm-hmm. on the outside of the shoe. So that mean if you're doing board, you know, like you know, board flips, mm-hmm. or if you're doing like you know skid stops with your brakes or anything like, because you, you brakeless in BMX, mm-hmm. those shoes will last you forever. Yep. So at the time at Marshalls, because anything that go to Marshalls, that shit is cheap. Mm-hmm. Fucking shoes is going for literally nineteen ninety nine a pair. What did I do? I, I got four hundred dollars on me. I stocked up on them. Bitches. Oh yeah, literally had them bitches. I think I had because it was two thousand two. I had I still had a couple pairs all the way to like two thousand seven. And this is like hardware, like shoes. I'm literally mm-hmm. like just flipping, like just going through these. But actually, Driz, I gave you a pair of mine. Like they remember them mushroom color ones. They was like all tan. They look like Tim's. They was Nikes. Gave him a pair, cause I had a pair to hoop in. I mm-hmm. gave him a, a clean pair just to wear. Never asked for them back though. I just gave them to him. So I literally bought a whole bunch of shoes that day. Literally the same kind. And I think that you know, with that, I knew I had a problem. Cause I was literally buying like the same type of shoe, mm-hmm. like multiple pairs of that same type of shoe though, and it was kind of weird. So we used to be at this nigga crib, five niggas DP giving three niggas shoes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like you want these? You want these? You want these? Yeah, it. right. Cause I was literally like, you know, three. Like I used to always get three pairs, so it was always a pair to wear, a pair to stock, and a pair to wear for my grandkids. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's that was the all, always the mentality when I was growing up with buying shoes. So. See, I didn't start collecting until I was in high school, and it clicked. Like, bro, mm-hmm. if you just keep your shoes clean, all these shoes you're getting anyway, yep. you just gonna stack up on shoes. Yes. And once that happened, like you said, it's just something just clicked, and it was just like, oh yeah. See, and that was like, you know, early days when I used to be fucking irritating that burn rubber. So, like, <laughs> like irritating as fuck. Like, Cliff, could, if Cliff listens, I know he ain't listening because he, you know, big time. But that nigga can definitely vouch and say I was irritating as fuck growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, being in burn rubber. I used to be in there every day asking questions, mm-hmm. you know, talking to Rick, asking him shit. Probably getting pissed at Rick because he used to always wear the nine and a half. So, I never forgot that, Rick. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it's like I always used to always be in there, like just asking questions, buying shoes, bringing kids from all over, like from my high school, because I went to school in Ferndale, but it was like Detroit okay. niggas. So I used to always bring them into the store or bringing new people in just to make sure that they got business. And, um, or even just going to weird stores, like there was a spot that used to be called Citizen. 
Mm-hmm. And that was in Ferndale. And I remember they used to sell the John Buscemi uh, gourmet sneakers. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was the only place in the state where you can get gourmets. And that was before Nike, you know, Jordan did the cease and desist. But yeah. Yeah, I, I had, like, I mean, I used to always get crazy shit everywhere, fine places. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had in-flight. You had Pogo's. I, I shopped at Pogo's forever before they became a Mr. Allen's. Yeah. Subsidy and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Revive, like, literally helped Yeah, I, I remember seeing Revive for the first time. Right. And that's when they was on the same block as the movie theater. Yep. Yeah. Like, just driving by and just seeing that display. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Nigga, and, like, it was, the, it was the first of its kind. Like, we never had, we never had, like, big city shit like yeah. that at the time. So, like, niggas was coming in. You know, coming into a store and you like, all right, you can get a vintage Hermes scarf, but then you can also, you know, get these probably like Japanese exclusive dunks from 1990, like 1999 or, mm-hmm. you know, 2001. You know, that that was shit that for us, a lot of us in the sneaker culture, especially when me and Utah was coming up, like that shit wasn't common. Yeah. And I mean, like for nowadays, the young, like the youth, they don't even get it. Like when we say like niggas had to search for shit. Like if you wanted something. It wasn't easy. Like, what was that store that always used to have exclusive forces, but it was overseas? I want to say it was a UK store. JD Sports. JD Sports. JD Sports always had co.uk, co.eu. My ass had, I got like 78 links of stores on a fucking old ass Google Chrome <laughs> folder of every shoe I used to buy from, mm-hmm. like hand in shop, all of that shit. Like, Nigga, like, y'all kids don't know how easy y'all got it. Y'all can roll over, pick bro, up the phone. Bro. And just hit send or, or be mad at a raffle. Like, nigga. Or just, you have multiple options. Right. I remember, like, 05, 06, when Forces was going crazy with patent leather. Oh, God. Like, the great to me, it's the greatest. greatest. From, from 05 to, like, 08, possibly, 08? Yes. it's the greatest era of shoes to me. Nigga, like, bro, Driz. Another thing, remember when I went to remember at Northern when everybody got the uh the white and red mid top forces? Remember that year? It was like probably like 04. That was our freshman year. I showed up because I was buying my shit from JD Sports. Mm-hmm. I showed up to school in the red and white low top Air Force Ones. This at Pontiac Northern, colors were white mm-hmm. and red. I had to I, I literally I almost got in a fight with like eight niggas that day. Remember uh Chomper, what was his name? Chomper? Not Chomper, uh Thumper. Yeah, Thumper. Thumper. Thumper and Cornelius Jones, they tried to jump me for my shit. I never forgot. So like Somebody telling my man. Yeah, yeah, you know. Life get rough. Yeah, life rough. But life come at you fast. You gotta live right, folks. Mm-hmm. But like I'll never forget, bro. I showed up with them on niggas was telling me like those gotta be fake. I've never seen those. I'm like the European exclusives. What you mean only in Europe? Only in Europe. And then I showed up the next day mm-hmm. in the Greek Air Force ones. They were black, like black leather, yellow swooshes, black bottom midsole, and then where the Nike Air was, it was that same gold around yellow yeah. swoosh. Showed up in them bitches, showstoppers. Like niggas couldn't deal. And then I even had the audacity show up in some B more high top Air Force ones. They was black and gray. Niggas were like, okay, what it, what what is this? And like you know, I'm just like, yo, you gotta be, you gotta search outside yeah, of this man, shit, bro. Dog, and I remember when uh, the World Cup forces came out. Oh my god! <laughs> oh and god! Only store we had here that was getting them was Mr. Allen's. Only store, bro. 
it used to be like, bro, I really got to deal with these niggas. I was just telling somebody, like, bro, I've probably dropped a ridiculous bag at Mr. Allen's over the years. Oh, my God. Like, nigga, the, the more I think about how much I spent in shoes, dog, I could have had my college paid for it. Yeah. Out of pocket. This was money I was making. Like, you know, I didn't really have to ask my mom for mm-hmm. shit unless she was, like, feeling inclined to get something. Mm-hmm. I, I always take the offer, but, you know, definitely, bro, like, it was. I had a barter system with my mama. Oh, shit, that's it, smart. It was, like, basically, like, I worked, of course. Right. I had a job at Little Caesars on Woodward and Square Lake. Yep. But my checks wasn't shit. <laughs> so, it, for real, for real, it was just, like. Minimum uh, wage was, like, $5 an hour, yeah. y'all. Like, <laughs> so, I'd be like, listen, you know, I pay these off over time. Or, like, um, so, what happened was my grandma had a lawsuit before she died. Oh, wow. With um, her doctors. They fucked up. So, when I turned 18... I got. I was gonna get a big settlement check, dude. Cause it's like right. if you're not there, your family get the check, get right. the money. So they just go down the line. So I used to tell my mama like, listen, throw it on my tab. Mm-hmm. When I turn 18, I just pay that tab off. Right. So that's how I was getting out, a lot of shit. See, that was smart. See, now Angie, she was, she was like, hell no. <laughs> Until she felt gracious, like yeah. you know, then if she felt happy or was like, you know what, you wash the dishes mm-hmm. or I like how you walk the dog today. Then I might get some shoes. That's that was how my pops was. Yeah. See, nah, my pops. If I asked him, it was like, you wouldn't know if it was a yes or no until the money get there. But my mom's though, it was like, no, always no until she felt good. So. Yeah, I remember when the defining moments package dropped, the OG one, the yes. the elevens and sixes, and um, me and my cousin was going half on it. Smart. He wanted the sixes. I wanted the elevens. At this point in time, I hated sixes. I don't know why. It just wasn't my shit. So I'm like, hell yeah, boom. So uh, we're idiots. Now that I think back at it, the what we did was so stupid. So we're in Pontiac, right? Stayed in Pontiac on the west. So we was like, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna catch the bus in the morning to um, Foot Locker up there. Okay. Uh, off of Telegraph Yeah Tail 12 Yep So we like Alright We gonna catch the, the uh, Bus up there Get the shoes I stayed in a condo Like down the street Yep Over on 12 mile Go to my crib Bet We probably woke up late Cause Niggas <laughs> Niggas So we get down there Them niggas done sold They shit And closed down Damn So now we sick so we like, all right, so we calling places. Everybody we call, nope, nope, hell no. We got a 12, we got an 8, stupid shit like that. Right, I have to ask for a fucking 10. Like, why would you tell me you got an 8? <laughs> we called Mr. Allen's and Pontiac, like the last store. Like, this is the last store we could call, bro. Right. We called them niggas, them niggas like, we got every size in this bitch, bro. Sounds about right. Y'all got to get up here, though. So I'll run in the crib, wake my mom on like, bye. We need to get to Pontiac right now. Like, wasn't y'all just in Pontiac? Don't ask no questions. <laughs> right, <about it>. yeah. <laughs> Nigga, we gotta get to Pontiac. It's about shoes, so she don't give a fuck. Right. She taking all day to take us to Pontiac. Sounds about right. We get to Pontiac. Them niggas had a nine left and an eleven. Oh. Bought well, that fucking eleven. Right, I'm about to say, well. But nigga, imagine that come out now. It wouldn't be the same. It was it wouldn't be the same. Stores will have two sizes because 
Everybody Resell- just the, the people who work there don't bought what they got and then they gonna flip those. So resellers gonna buy the rest. Right. Somebody them back, especially like if Mr. Allen's like how it is today was back then. I mean, if Mr. Allen's back then is today, them shits would have been going back door. They'd have probably you to call and they'd be like, oh no, we we never got them. Like that's the lie I always here nowadays. Oh, we didn't get them. Mm-hmm. It's like no, you you got them. So yeah, like you a full locker at the ball. We know you got them. Right? You had to have gotten. Like, nigga, you got House of Hoops. What do you mean you didn't get them? Like, what are you saying? Man, fuck House of Hoops. Uh, my I've never had a good experience with House of Hoops ever. Man, like right now, we on a rat race. Like me and my wife, because she want the silver toe Jordan one. Okay. So a lot of retailers didn't get them because of. The shipment, like mm-hmm. the shipment delays with the snowstorm. Yeah. So right now, I'm like anticipating when these gonna drop. So we don't went to like seven malls last weekend to figure out who gonna get them. Mm-hmm. And our biggest one that we kind of thinking about is the one in Nova. Mm-hmm. But it's one of them things where it's like, are niggas like lying to us and saying like they never got them, but they sold them already? And I had to tell her that. And she like, no, it's not that. You know, because she want to keep the hope. But mm-hmm. it's one of them things where you like. You, you really have to think yeah, about Yeah, you got to like think yeah. about shit like that. Because we different. didn't even get all our sizes. It was a few sizes we was missing mm-hmm. that uh, it's been a few things we done dropped where we didn't get our full size run due to uh, shipping and all that mm-hmm. shit. Right, it's going to be a random April April afternoon and the truck going to come by. And you're going to be like, oh, sizes. Oh, okay. Silver toes. Throw them up. <laughs> like... That, that'd be a sickening feeling when them when them FedEx trucks hit and that nigga tell you we got twenty boxes. You be sitting there like, bro, what? Yes, twenty boxes. And seeing that it's twenty boxes now, but it's twenty boxes with like close to two hundred dollar retail now. On them. And I remember when we were younger and we was sick about paying what two fifty or three hundred for the Jordan packs. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I was like, man, it's fucking stupid. But it's like, why well, am getting two shoes? So I might as well get them. Like, but still, you like, damn. Jordan packs now what five hundred six hundred dollars? Man, I tried to get that airship and Jordan one pack, and that yeah. shit was definitely like five hundred dollars. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't pay five hundred dollars for this because I don't even want the airship that bad. I remember I wanted the, the Pantones. Oh yeah, and uh, I'm like, bro, I'm literally gonna pay five hundred dollars for a pair of Elevens, right? Because I'm not wearing these. What was twenty threes, nigga, or some twenty six, whatever they was. You ain't you ain't about to do nothing in the bitches. You ain't. Nobody wearing that shit. So you probably been cutting grass in them hoes or something. Like if you would have got them, like no, nah, ain't nobody doing shit no. A hundred percent. So I mean, yeah, it's a weird time though. Like I mean, I still love the culture. I love like seeing the new stuff. Um, I like seeing like a lot of the black designers that's getting into this yeah. now. It's a lot of um, a lot of like the brands kind of paying homage to that in a good way. But I'm just definitely tired of you know how it's being manipulated in the back end. Like these brands, they got enough money in production to like okay more pairs. Yeah. Like I mean, even for limited, like I was telling my wife that you know back in the day when you had Quick Strike and Hyper Strike mm-hmm. Tier Zero, like niggas don't know what those what those meant. And then you even had Urban Account, mm-hmm. and then you also had GR. So like GR Account was literally you know general release stuff. Bullshit, basically. Bullshit. Yeah. You know you had the Urban Account. That was your Air Force One. Air Force One. That was yeah. a Nike Terminator. That was mm-hmm. a, a Vandal. Those were, you know, kind of the shoes that niggas was foot getting. Foot Yeah, ba- foot A basic foot locker, yeah. Yeah, like a foot locker or Mr. Allen's mm-hmm. or some shop like that. And then you had Quick Strikes. Then that was like you getting into kind of like 
at the time burn rubber mm-hmm. but burn rubber was a, like you know back in the day they had a, like when they had the first owner he pulled a lot of strings for like those early accounts but burn rubber is what your your quick strike was and he had hyper strike that was like if you was lucky or like mm-hmm. the skate shops that was yeah. the skate shops who got like those super rare sbs and pink boxes and shit like that. yeah and then that tier zero shit that was LA and New York or yeah. Miami or Chicago. Chicago. You know, where niggas were not at, like, you know, sold in those boutiques. We still don't get, uh, Michigan still don't got a tier zero account. Nope. Still don't. And I mean, at the way, and that's kind of like to me a slap in the face to, to Row, to Row and Rick, because they done did so much with that store, like how things was fucked up back in the day when they was trying to get the brand back up mm-hmm. and, you know, how everything was left in the mess. It's a, it's a slap in the face that they don't get the accounts that I think that they deserve. Yeah. It's like the store is supposed to be way bigger. Bro. It's, it's supposed to be an institution, like so bigger than what it is. Bro, there's some stories that I don't want to say during the, right. the pod, but I'm going to tell you about after. And it'll be like, bro. See, and that, and like, and, that, and it's up. a couple stores coming to Michigan. And if they be, that's a tier zero store somewhere else. That if they're tier zero before we become tier zero, it's a problem. Oh no, it's gonna have to be because I mean, shit. I even go on. I'll go and bat. I'll go to bat for them. It's two stores that's coming to Michigan this summer. That's okay. tier zeros. That, bro. If they come and become tier zero in Michigan, and we don't become tier zero, riots. Literally, fucking riots. Like. He really did, man. Why would they bring some... My fuck, I don't mean you okay? <laughs> it, it, it be like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like I said, we was definitely, like, this whole, this whole, the state of Michigan sneaker culture, like, it, it's not a, it's not a real big one. You know, Michigan is kind of like a pass-through place. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we absorb a lot of things from other places. But if Ohio could have a tier zero store. Right. Because, what is it, Unknown. Um, exhibition. Oh, exhibition. Okay. Exhibition is a tier zero store. Okay. So uh, they yeah. might have another one too, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I don't know be, for sure. That might be through the graces of a LeBron connect or something. Like they might. That might be owned by some folks that I, I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. I can't say. I won't say on here, but I think I know who probably owned them shops. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think Kentucky got a fucking tier zero. Get the fuck out of here. I, if I'm not mistaken, Kentucky in like Lexington or some shit. It gotta be like, cause I don't know. Does Kentucky have a big city? Like, I, I don't, I've never been. To, I've I, been to. Lexington. I've never been to Kentucky chilling. Right. I've, I've always passed through. Like we say about me, I'm through it's that. Pass through. Yeah. Like literally, I'm on 75. I might stop at a Chick Fil A in Lexington. I never was like. All if right, I'm not it. mistaken, it was a store in Kentucky. I might be wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, and them niggas got like a ridiculous amount of pair of Travis Scott fours. Wow. Cause we didn't get Travis Scott. We don't get no Travis Scott's. But y'all should. We get if y'all niggas out here, if y'all if y'all sold out 150 pairs each of Nike Dunks in record time. Bro, when I say we got we have gotten zip zero pair of Travis Scott's. It's not even on our radar. Damn. Off white. I have a story about that that I would tell you about. Yeah, like that's off white. That's fucking weird. We don't man. get none of that shit. What are they doing? All right. Well, Nike, like Nike, Nike accounts, y'all. They there's a lot of politics. Like that's all I'm gonna say. Um, like yeah. when the unions was uh, so 
outside of you know the union that's, store. That's how I got mine. I, I had to get mine out of state. Mm-hmm. I think I made a thing. I text Alex and I was like, "Hey, y'all getting these?" He's like, "Getting what?" And I was like, "Okay, I'll talk to you later." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I'll talk to you later." I had to I had to get in the mud to get mine. But listen, we can talk about sneakers for three hours. Uh, how did you get into photography? Photography. So for me personally, bro, I got into photography kind of like on the fluke. It was a family thing. Uh-huh. Like usually when people needed pictures, mm-hmm. like they get that, you know, disposable out. You know, Dana, take a picture of us. So, you know, you just taking snapshots. Mm-hmm. But when I got into college, um, I went through like my, you know, 20th major and um I got into journalism. <laughs> and um yeah, I I was changing them bitches like socks, bro. Like I went through majors for real and um I took a class, uh, it was a creative class um, that I took, and the professor or whatever, he wasn't even, he never went to college himself, he was a high school dropout and became the head editor of fucking Newsweek, his name is Carl Gould, okay. and um, it, was, uh, it was called Visualizing Creativity, and it was a journalism course, so like he wanted to expand on our writing skills and to figure out different ways to tell stories and shit, and it was one day, he was like, I want you to take a picture of something, and... You know, when you take a picture of write a story to the picture. Me and my girl, we was walking by the Red Cedar River. I saw, like, this duck sitting on the pond. It was just sitting on this rock. And I pulled my phone out. You know, back then, camera pictures were fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. So, but I took this real good picture of this duck sitting on the Red Cedar River. Some sunlight was coming through, whatever. It looked really nice. I didn't know what I, I was doing, but I was mm-hmm. like, this looks cool. Hit the picture. Showed my professor, wrote a story about the duck. And he was like... Where did you, he like, how did you take this picture? And I was like, oh, I took it on my phone. He was like, meet me after class. So I'm thinking like, okay, I'm like fucked up or some mm-hmm. shit. He was like, you got a talent. Like, you got an ability that I think that you should cultivate. And I'm like, what you mean? He's like, you should look into photography. He was like, I think that you should do photojournalism more than like, you know, this writing thing. He said, your mm-hmm. writing's all right. He said, but your pictures are amazing. So I was like, well, I can't afford a camera. I'm like, yeah. I'm from the hood. Like, I'm from Pontiac. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll pay 500 for some sneakers before I do a fucking camera. My priorities fucked up. Uh, so, like, you know, he was like, <laughs> he was like, okay, well, <laughs> let me talk to some people and we'll get that going. So a couple weeks later, we go talk to the dean of the college. This motherfucker literally got me a grant to get me a MacBook and a camera. Okay. Literally got this, like, $2,000 grant. Went to Best Buy, got a camera, got this laptop, and I started taking pictures. And as I started taking pictures, I started to enjoy it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then I started to stagnate. I'm like, why am I not getting better? Mm-hmm. So I took a break from it. And then it wasn't until I started learning more about photography in itself, I started knowing I had limitations due to my gear. Mm-hmm. So I started buying lenses, and I started you know, getting investing into it. it. Yeah, I started investing more mm-hmm. into it, where I started noticing, like, I don't care about being fresh as much. Like, because I was getting kind of, like, free clothes at, actually, at uh, American Apparel, uh, we had a discount, because I used to be the backside manager. You used to get, we used to get five free items a month mm-hmm. working there. So, every month, you know, you got 12 months a year, you can build a whole wardrobe throughout a whole year. Yeah. So, I get pants, shirts, button-downs, coats. You get five items a month. So, by the time a whole month is gone, you done got you, a whole, like, a whole bunch of fits, like, 12 fits, essentially, throughout mm-hmm. the year. So I didn't really care about buying clothes. Came to shoes at the time I was dirt poor. Um, you know, had a, me and my girl share an apartment at the time. So 
uh, yeah, I started investing more in my gear, started taking pictures, started to grow with it. And then now it's like, you know, it's just like this personal art form of mine. So I just do it for therapy more than anything. So, That's dope. Yeah. Um, like I said, it was all a fluke. <laughs> That, that's how a lot of shit is. Me right. doing podcasts is a fluke. Yeah, like I mean to see where you at now with this, like, because I mean to be honest, when it comes towards people and they want like uh, audio media, like medium or something like what you doing, I'm like, y'all need to hit up my nigga Tom, because mm-hmm. I'm like this nigga is the best at, best at it. You know, like I said, this how you, like how your structure is, how everything flow. Like a lot of people don't understand. Like you know, it takes a lot of work and a lot of cultivation. It too. takes so much. And I think that's I took took it for granted in the beginning, because mm-hmm. I was just like, it's just talking in front of a mic. Anybody could do that, right? Right. That's what Major. that's what we think. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, and I would be the first to admit I was terrible at interviews, mm-hmm. a thousand percent terrible. I hated doing them. I didn't <laughs> want to prepare for them bitches, Dog. and I hated them. And like I do it now. Like I actually enjoy having these type of interviews now. More than I actually like doing a podcast. That's interesting. Because, once again, I just look at it as a conversation. Yep. We could have had this conversation a hundred different times. Nigga, you feel I what I'm think saying? we was low-key having this conversation before we hit record. Yeah. So, like, yeah. But it, it takes a lot, though. I mean, the thing is that you mastered, you mastered leveraging, you know, topics and discussion skills mm-hmm. and all this other shit like you know without being a psychopath but you've done that really yeah. good in a, in a human way so like yeah I, big props to you for real bro appreciate that so um you're one of my few friends who is actually married yep so how is the marriage life uh, i've been married for about five years and i'll say that confidently like five years um I, and, I, and I knew it was five years, Bianca. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, I've been married for a while. And to be honest, man, marriage life is very, for me, like, it's very comforting. Because, like, you know, with her, I've known her since we were 15. Okay. So we've always been homies and things like that over time. But, like, you know, once you, once you like, get into a married relationship with somebody that you deem as a friend, mm-hmm. a lot of that other shit just come with ease. Like, mm-hmm. A lot of times people are like, oh, marriage changes you. But it's like people change every day. So, I mean, yeah. you know, depending on where you're at in your life, you're not going to be the same that you were yesterday even or even just minutes. And you shouldn't be. Yeah, and you shouldn't be. And, you know, that's some of the things that, you know, you had that understanding when you're going into a relationship. Everything could be fine. Like, I mean, to be honest, marriage isn't work at all. Like, I don't really be doing shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm outside of me doing photography, I'm very boring. Like, mm-hmm. all I do is, like, I do nerd shit, like, coding and hacking products and, yeah, like, low-key Dexter's laboratory on the side. But other than that, like, you know, we just chill. All she do is play The Sims and video games all day. So, like, nigga, it, don't, it ain't like we be doing nothing. We ain't yeah. pressed for nothing. There's no competition. Um, I might be the wrong person to ask, like, because it's like we, we just be chilling. No, but that's, it's just, like... It's a dope perspective. Yeah. Because your perspective of it is might be totally different than another person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've heard horror stories from people. And, you know, I'm like, damn. Like, now I'm married. I'm like, what was they doing wrong? Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, what what could have been so bad Yeah, to make you feel like, you know, this shit is this bad? So niggas 
That's real. Dreads hit it right on the head. It's like, it don't matter how fine she is. Like, at the end of the day, if y'all not clicking. Yeah. Like, that shit not going to be there. So, um, yeah, it's like my only advice if people want to, like, pursue marriage is, like, make sure you know. Like, not just emotionally, physically, all that. Like, make sure that you know within yourself that, that you couldn't be married. Because uh, a lot of times the fights that people go through is not with the other person. It's with the other person reflecting about them. So, um, as long as you can, you know, see outside of that, then like, you know, I would say like, then you'll be, you'll be suited for marriage. So that's, that's real. Yeah, that's my only advice. Not trying to get philosophical. No, I got to start thinking like that. Yeah. Cause I just like girls that I'm attracted to. <laughs> no, but that's, that's a good start. Like Aww. you should want to, you should want a beautiful woman. And like, then we get three months in and she a lunatic. I'm like, fuck. Well, you got a veteran. Like, you know, treat, treat that first date really like a job interview, bro. Like, especially cause that's I mean, what I've been doing recently. Yeah, treat it like a job interview. It's like, keep it fun. But like, when you having that conversation with her, man, just like try to know, like, you know, her nuances, mm-hmm. learn what make her like, what she like, what she irritated by, you know, what things that she looking for? Like, does she have any goals? Like, you know, especially nowadays, I think it might be hard because a lot of women that I talk to don't really have those things lined up for real. Like, they kind of living like the guy. So, yeah, it's like definitely like everybody is living the same right now. They like, yeah. man, every day, is, right. every day is, is, is a different day. See, yeah, like, and that's that's one thing, man. It's just, you know, like I said, vet these women. You know, and also too, guys have standards, y'all. Like facts. Like men have real standards, not just because her eyes, hair, ass, all that shit. Like, have actual standards. Whereas, like, you know, you want somebody that work or somebody that could be motivating, and you know, things outside of like conventional things that women think are important. Because a lot of these girls just think they gotta be pretty, and it's more than that. So I mean, try to have some standards outside of that, because then that'll have to make these girls think about themselves more too. So. That's all I got to say about that. But I'll sign on like an incel or nothing like that. So, so before we get out of here, I like to uh, ask all my guests. It's a top five question. Mm-hmm. So let me think. I need something good. Uh, your top five OG gym shoes. Top five OG gym shoes, and this don't matter sport or. Nope. Just in general. Okay. Um, starting number one, I'll have to say would be would be my king like would be the Griffey Griffey ones. Um that fucking shoe, like just because growing up I I started out playing baseball early in my life. So Me too. yeah, like, you know, like I said, you in the nineties, you grew up, you see this nigga on TV. I thought he was a kid because mm-hmm. his nickname was the kid. So I thought that nigga was a little kid like me. I like hit kid in baseball and be like that nigga. <laughs> but like I literally was like obsessed with just seeing like how that nigga had the perfect swing. Mm-hmm. The nigga was the fastest. He did everything right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that was a very important shoe. And he was just he was doing shit that niggas wasn't he doing. He was dope. That he nigga just dope. had a chain on. Nigga, he, he wore his hat to the backwards. Everything. To the back. I mean, it yeah. was like, this nigga dope as hell. Especially around all these square niggas. Right. Dog, baseball, literally. And he was like a fit, a nigga that was fit. Mm-hmm. So this was around when we were growing up, you had niggas on steroids or you had niggas that came out of like Golden Corral. Yeah. Like that was the only medium you had in baseball. I be trying to tell niggas like niggas in sports in the 90s didn't give a fuck. Oh, no. Like you knew niggas was literally, you know, especially even in NBA, you can look at a nigga like Mitch Richmond. 
if he had to, if his condition was even better, I think Mitch Richmond probably could have did a lot for the Sacramento Kings. Like, dog, it was a lot of niggas who made teams because they could clothesline a nigga. Right, that's it. Like, nigga, your clothesline is perfect. Right. We need you. It's like wrong sport. Like, that nigga should have been the ECW fucking, like, extra, but it's like, that's that was the rules. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is a hand check? Like, no, you're going to get these hands. Yeah. Like, literally. So, I mean, yeah. So, Griffey one is number one. Number two, like I stated, was the shoe that got me into sneakers. Airphone Posit one, black and like the royal and black ones. I don't care about no other colorways for real. It was that specific shoe. Nike, please make that shoe for me again. I got too many pairs of them now. I need another pair because my soles I, is coming off. I got rid of all of my phones. Oh my god, I just need just the royal and black. Like mm -hmm. I don't like my soles coming off of my pair right now from my six. So mm -hmm. I need another pair. Um, and then after that, I would say probably. Well, no, I'm gonna just go ahead and throw in Nike Dunk. Um, Nike Dunk was a shoe for me that that facilitated a lot of things for me. Um, kind of cultivated my identity as a collector because I was collecting them like crazy from like 2002 onward. Um, got into Nike SB, like the shoe I could I could hoop in it, I could go, I could look fresh in it, I could skate or BMX in it. So I mean, yeah, the Nike Dunk is a great shoe. Uh, number four. Uh, would be the Puma GV Special, um, Guillermo Villas. Um, it's a tennis shoe, but it's a shoe that my dad loved. Okay. And uh, I remember growing up, like, anytime if there was, like, if me and him was getting fresh to go somewhere, mm -hmm. he always give me a pair. Mm -hmm. So, like, it was one of them, like, it was like a bonding moment for me. Okay. One of those type of shoes. Um, it's an old tennis sneaker. Um, very nice. And then lastly, uh, a shoe that... That's like in my top of my cannon. Um, probably the Reebok Instant Pump Fury. And that's like, it was a pump sneaker. You can hit the little button, but it like tighten around the foot. I actually liked them because Jackie Chan wore them and Rumble in the Bronx. That's the, the low top pair. Yeah, it's like a low top joint. Um, they look very fucking futuristic. But I got the burn out. rubber pair. See, okay, yep, yep. Great shoe. Comfortable. Look nice. I, I've never put it on. Try to wear them when you get a chance. You're like, damn, Hexalite dope. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's very good. But there's a lot of notables, notable shoes in there. But the Insta Pump Fury, probably one of my favorite Reeboks ever. So, yeah, that's my, my top, top five. My top five will be, uh, and this is no specific order, mm -hmm. Penny Tools. Great shoe. Um, the Black and Blue pair. Um... Aqua 8s. Excellent shoe. Um, the 07, to be more specific. Mm -hmm. Even though it wasn't like the OG, but I think that was just during an era where Jordan Brand couldn't lose. They couldn't lose, bro. They was just on fire. Everything, every release was so fucking yeah. cold in 08. Um, damn, that's not even an OG. Who cares? It don't matter. <laughs> uh, next is... Um, Black cement threes, damn yeah. I think I think uh, threes is my shit just in general, but I think black cements is like a perfect shoe. Perfect, it goes yeah. with everything. It can't do wrong. Like you can, like I skated in Jordan threes before. Like you can do so much in that shoe, bro. Yeah. Like get fresh. If they look dirty, they still look good. Mm -hmm. Like 
Such a good shoe. Um, the Andre Agassi's. Hell yeah. Uh, I just think it was just. It's a shoe that represents the nineties. Yes. Makes me want to get a mullet and wear a headband. It, it represents the 90s. I didn't even know who Andre Agassi was, so I got older. But I rem- I just always remember that white nigga. He's different than the other nigga on the court. Yes, always. He out fresh. there st- stylish on these niggas. Very stylish, bro. Because Pete Sampras is great. Yeah. But Andre Agassi is who you want. You want to be fresh like that nigga. Pete Sampras is A's and B's. Like, right. I'm... Listen, I'm going to win, but I'm going to do it in the most basic way. Yes. And then five will be um, it's the Deion Sanders, but it's not the ones that everybody loves. Uh, it's the ones when he played for Dallas. Zoom turf. Zoom Turf ninety six. Yes. Zoom Turf ninety six. Yep. Zoom Turf ninety six. Yeah. 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 Bro. Um. Remember they had like the cross trainer one that you could wear on the turf or on concrete mm-hmm. with. When I was a kid, I saw Barry Sanders hooping at OCC. Okay. I watched that nigga do a windmill. He only five set like five six y'all. <laughs> I watched this nigga do a fucking windmill in them shoes. This is the nineties, bro. The nigga calf muscles were like big as your lampshade. <laughs> Promise you, bro. And I saw that nigga jump up and windmill in them shoes. Life changing, bro. And then an honorable mention, if I could put one in, is uh, fuck, 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 the Gary Payton gloves. Oh God! Did you get the re the re releases of them? The when they came out like in 2015 or sixteen? Oh no! Like in twenty twenty? No. Like they on sale on a lot of places right now. They got the they got them in the um the Seattle Supersonics colorway. Okay. And they got the original white and uh black and lime joints. I've seen a pair go for one ten. Try to try to get you a pair. I'm definitely gonna try to get a pair. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love that shoe. Like when they came back out, like in 2015, oh, yeah. I literally bought every pair in like, every color. Like this time, bro, like the tech is there now. Okay. So like if you like, I mean, they got that weird Nike zoom in the front that's yeah. like how that's made just like back in the day. Mm-hmm. They got that in there. They even got the, the perfect air bubble and all that shit made just like how they supposed to be. So if you get a pair right now, get you a pair because they going for cheap right now. For sure. So on that note, people, that is episode, I think I said 13, yep. A Sophisticated Ignorance. Once again, shout out to my brother Dana for coming through. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, y'all can find us at theburbsnetwork.com. You can also find us at the Burbs Network on social media, on your favorite social media platform. The Burbs Network at uh, your favorite podcast streaming service. Where can they find you at, Dana? They can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram at DunkKid23. Um, and then you can also find me at um, IPSVisuals.com. Um, check out some of my photography work. Um, also, too, uh, I will be having an art show. I'm trying to get an art show set up in 2021 um, that I want to do in the city of Pontiac to kind of, like, put focus on local artists, like, mm-hmm. in photography. Because um, there's a lot of good visions out there, and I want everybody to see them. So, uh, yeah, check me out there. On that note, we are out. That's all I have.